We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dort. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, official podcast of BoomTownHoops.com. I am your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I have Justin Peabody along with me tonight. Hello, everybody. And we've got Taylor Peterson along for the ride. What it do, baby? It is Sunday, March 7th. The All-Star Game has just wrapped up. We are live on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. So if you guys are joining us live tonight, hop in that chat, send us some messages, ask some questions. We have a part of the show specifically dedicated to you all tonight uh, where we will answer all of your questions in the chat. So make sure you get those uploaded. Yes. If you're listening to the podcast version of this, man, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Please go drop a five-star rating after you get done or in the middle of this podcast. Hell, pause it right now. Multitasking. Go drop that five-star Smart. rating. There we uh, go. That, that would mean the world to us. Helps our podcast be seen by more people. Spreads the word of uh, of the Lord's work that we are doing here at The Uncontested. So it's even further out than that. <laughs> Sean does not like my microphone. Okay, yeah. so I'm in to a be fair, very I'm not sure I do room. either. <laughs> looks like you're trying to give Jacob a kiss on the cheek every time. No, I can talk, talk to you guys. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Here. Um, I'll give you guys a, well. Oh, so here. the Thunder have there not played. So, oh, gosh. Taylor's just in the dark now. Oh, okay. I thought you turned your light off. That's right my uh, my dungeon of a microphone, like an echo box that I have going on here. 
There you go. <laughs> to make sure the echo doesn't occur. Well, the Thunder have not played, gentlemen, since Thursday night. They will not play again until Thursday night? Yeah. Or is it Wednesday night? Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday night. They will Wednesday not against the Mavericks. Until Wednesday against the Mavericks. There you go. We will be live post-game after that, after that Thunder game. Um, on the Locker Room app. So if you have not downloaded the Locker Room app yet, please go do so. Come hang out with us. It. it is an awesome experience. Justin hasn't done a, sh- a post-game show on the Locker Room app yet, but I think he's, he's up in and listened to us. Ooh. I have. It's been delightful. I like the interaction. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. getting people up on stage. It really it's is fun. fun. Yeah, yeah it, it's a really it's fun been experience. really good quality, except when I mess it up, when I have the mobile app going. Well, that's I like somehow lead the room on my... my mobile app but we're still on on the desktop app anyways i think we're good now yeah we love chatting with you guys on locker room so make sure you download the app come join us this week post game after the thunder take on the mavericks wednesday night and i forget what the second game of the week is this week Knicks. Uh, saturday Knicks. one on saturday oh saturday matinee mm-hmm. that'll be fun, fun. yes fun. so come join us on I the locker room OKC. app Gentlemen, since we do not have any basketball, except for mm. that all-star game, which we will get to. Barely <laughs> basketball, but yes. We quote, quote unquote, basketball. Something occurred. A, yes. a bunch of all-stars showed up at a location and did not see them. Two of them like got they wanted to play COVID. basketball. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I figured now is a great time. Uh, as the listeners of the podcast know, uh, my day job is I am a teacher. <laughs> And one thing that teachers do is we give tests. Boo. Well, the Thunder are officially at the midway point of the season. For them, exactly at the mid- midway point. 36 games in, 36 more to go. So it is time for us to give our midterm season grades. Mm. Right? So you make it to the midterm of, of your semester. You, you take that midterm test. You see where your grades are at. Uh, to kind of judge where what you're going to do in the second part of the, the semester. Well, that's what we're going to do with these Thunder players, right? We're not going to grade the Thunder themselves. We're going to grade the the individual players, uh, the players that we would I think we would consider the future, right? We're going to grade right. the young guys who are still developing. Yep. I don't want to give Al Horford a grade. I don't want to give George Hill a grade. <laughs> why not? <But> why? <laughs> I don't want to give Trevor Ariza a grade. Trevor Ariza's failed on Oh, man. So, but also it's boring to give a through F grades, right? That's like so mundane and dumb. Like we, I can make a podcast off of this. That's not basketball related, but the a through F grading system in in America is garbage. Anyways, uh, we need to find a new way to evaluate students, but anyways, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Maybe I'll use smiley face and frowny face is what I vote for. And then the the face with just the straight line across as as the mouth. <laughs> That's how I grade Taylor. We have our own grading <laughs> system. Okay. We have our own grading system tonight. Maybe I'll yeah. utilize this on my students for the rest of the school year as well. Yes. Who knows? Guys, instead of grading the Thunder A through F, we are going to grade them based on the quality of cartoons from our childhood. Mm. I love it. We're I love it. Late '90s, early 2000s cartoons that we all grew up with. So we're gonna we're gonna cover two bases here. We're gonna take a trip down nostalgia lane. We're also going to give some basketball analysis. 
I can't wait. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it's either going to be a lot of fun or a train wreck. Yeah, we. Yeah, I'm, 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 way I'm here for. It. I'm, uh, I'm still going through and filling in my last ones right now. But, Typical. Uh, you know, Fair training, warning. We have not, at the last yeah, minute. And we have procrastinator, not- and that is how I made it through. Speaking of school <laughs> and grades, I made I great, great, great grades. We from, like, uh, kindergarten on <laughs> as a procrastinator. Uh-huh. Shout out to all my sure. procrastinators out there. We, we did not prep this at all. We have not talked about the cartoons we're going to bring up, the grades we're going to get, our justification on why one cartoon is bad and one cartoon is good. Mm-hmm. The only thing I asked prior was I asked Jake if, if I could, because I'm also a nerd, um, I asked if I can include anime. And, um, and he said yes. So there may be like, you know, your mainstream anime. Totally anime. <laughs> anime totally counts. All right. So without further ado, Ooh, you guys ready yes. to... You yes. guys ready to dive dive head deep into the pool of nostalgia? I yes, love I it. Am, I think. Beautiful. We're going to start <laughs> with the rooks. Yes. First up, Boom. we need to give a grade to one Teo Maladone. Justin, mm. you're grading Teo Maladone <laughs> by giving him a cartoon comparison from your childhood. What are you giving him? Well, as we all know, Tail Maladone is one of the youngest players in the NBA. You might say that he is a baby, or you might say that he is a rug rat. Dang it, Justin. Damn you. (laughs) Just the perks of going first, baby. I love Um, it. So here, there's another reason that Tao gets also great minds think alike. It's it's because (laughs) Rugrats was a fantastic show. Not only does he have the youth factor, Rugrats was a was a goat tier uh 90s cartoon there's there's no way around it has nothing to do with the fact that my parents wouldn't let me watch it because they thought angelica <laughs> was too mean and i had to sneak over to my friend's house across the street to watch it that, that's amazing that is funny <laughs> that is legitimately funny that is awesome <laughs> but um you know uh, Teo's our own he's our own tommy pickles he's he he's is. getting into adventures he's he's even keeled uh, but he performs. He performs, and I think he's been a pleasant little diaper dandy surprise for the Thunder. I love it. That was perfect, and that's exactly what I had. So I'm just yeah. going to piggyback off Justin because I did have a little little slight difference in reasoning. Okay, let's um, hear it. So I said, obviously, Teo, he's a rookie, and he's young. So again, to Justin's point, Tommy Pickles, right? Yes. But Rogats was a solid cartoon. It never really went outside the box. Like, you kind of knew what you were getting with every single Rugrats uh, episode. It was not going to be anything really different. It wasn't going to surprise you. Right, exactly. And that is Teo. We've talked about this so much. Just to to, kind of put this back into basketball perspective, we talked a lot about this on our podcast. Teo is that guy who seems to have a very, very high floor and maybe a lower ceiling. I mean, we really don't know what that ceiling is. That's not a knock on Teo by any means. But he seems like a solid, high IQ basketball player. Um, I think Rugrats is a, a great comparison, Justin. I'm 100% with you. Um, oh, I was yeah. just mad that you got to go first and, uh-huh. and stole That's my thunder. No pun part. intended. Boom. Well, you guys uh, <laughs> give the basketball analysis. I'm going to lean into the nostalgia value here. So uh, I want to well, ask Rugrats, what's like the one episode? Whenever someone says, hey, Rugrats, what's oh, the episode that pops into your brain? I was too young to like, look. Whoa! I mean, you're trying to call me old. Okay. You're trying to call both of us old. You two thirty-year-old right? old balls. <laughs> All right. I was born in nineteen ninety, like four days into nineteen ninety-five. I'm like trying to remember Rugrats back in like when I was oh. in 
So what I always remember about Rugrats <laughs> is the Rugrats movie. And I, I remember do too. It, I remember it for two reasons. One, Reptar on Ice. Can't beat Reptar on Ice. Two, it came in an orange VHS. And that was yes. just, yep. just not the coolest that. thing in the world. Also, is there was like the a first... second one that was what? Paris? Or yeah, I was about to say, Paris? is that the one where they went to Rugrats Paris? Paris? <laughs> is that the same movie? I don't know. Young. I don't think so. Is Maybe there a Rugrats was. movie and a Rugrats in Paris? One. I'm going to choose to believe there was. Okay. <laughs> Some um, Rugrats historian. I can't, I can't like, remember either. Because isn't the one where they go to Paris the one where uh, Chucky's dad um, yes. gets married and he gets the, the yes. Asian stepsister? <laughs> yes. yes. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. that sounds okay. right. Um, Rugrats was ahead of his time. The episode that jumped out to me immediately uh, is the one where Chucky swallows the watermelon seed. Oh, yeah. And they think yes. a watermelon's going to grow in a stomach. Growing him. So I do good. remember that. That's that a great one. So I always um, think of the sandbox when they go out into the sandbox and there's that, like that hole, that like hole in the sandbox and it's like I'm down. And I think, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, did it ever, ever register to you guys when you were children watching Regrets that they were all Jewish? No, but now that I'm you say sure that, that, I remember that. Like, now. for example, Chucky's dad. Oh. Chucky's dad oh. had the. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they yeah, have like yeah. the um, the Hanukkah episodes. The the writers yeah. of the show are Jewish. Got okay, it. so it's that's cool. Uh, that all all of the kids and their families in the show um, are Very Jews. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool because like it's a, a little. We talked about Taylor mentioned how it's very consistent, but that's the the part of Rugrats that's a little bit out of the boxes. Uh, Interesting. Don't I mean. You know, you would watch a cartoon that would have like a Christmas episode, right? But like, right. Right. there was never one that had like a Hanukkah episode. Not a lot of Hanukkah right. episodes. But now that you say that, I do kind of remember that. Like, Stuart yeah. was the dad, and I remember, yeah, I kind of, I yeah. remember all this. They were, they were all Jews. Pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool. Fun stuff. fact, they, uh, they won an Academy Award. They won. I'm not familiar with like the awards and like filmmaking and Emmys? maybe an Emmy. They, they, they won something like that for uh, one of their Hanukkah episodes. It's kind of cool. Nice. There's, there's you a nice little piece of information. I was going to say, Jacob bringing the deep dives on yeah. 90s cartoons. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> so, all right, let's move on and give our next grade. <laughs> now we are going to our man, freshly back with the Oklahoma City Thunder. The one, Poku. the only. Alexej Pokosovetsky. Perfect sounder. Alexej Pokosovetsky, Taylor, if you have to equate Alexei's first half of the season to one of the cartoons from your childhood, what are you doing? Pokemon. No, I'm kidding. Kidding. Go buy okay, a shirt. So go buy a shirt. Here, go buy the shirt. Um, growing up, like I had, uh, I didn't get into like all the cartoons or all the cards or anything like that. But the one thing that I dove like headfirst into when I was young was Pokemon or Pokemon. Sorry. Have it, have it now. Um, so I'm not going to equate Poku to Pokemon. However, what I have here is Cat Dog. Okay. Do you guys yes. remember Cat Dog? Nickelodeon? Cat Dog, yes. cat dog was cat not my dog. favorite cartoon. I yeah. love cat dog. <laughs> and I always I think of that song. I always think of that song. So here's my thing. You never knew what you were going to get with Cat Dog, right? Like sometimes it was funny, sometimes it was a little rough. Like, eh, I kind of want to change the channel. But there was something super unique about Cat Dog. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together. How do they never see that? That's Poku. That is Poku on the floor. So I got Cat Dog. 
I like it. I, I still want to know how cat dog poops though. So you're right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so like when, when you put that to Poku on the court, just a complete definition of a unicorn, like people like to say. And so um, it, you know, we saw some really great flashes of uh, some when he was with the, the team before he went down to the gubble, right? The G League bubble. God, I hate that word so much. Gubble, gubble. Uh, <laughs> but he also had some really great flashes when he was down with the bubble. With all that being said, he didn't necessarily dominate. It's going to be a really interesting. I mean, again, it's just we haven't seen anything like Poku. Um, he is a literal seven foot guard. Um, it's going to be super interesting to watch him continue to progress with this team throughout the rest of the season, how he progresses in the off season and then into next season as well. A few notes, Justin, before you go, uh, yes. first, the word gobble, uh, to me, that's like, what's the, what the next pandemic is going to be. Oh, I got a case <laughs> yes. of gobble. I got Gross. the gobble guys. I got the gobble. Uh, also, uh, in the chat over here, Matt Clarkson says, I just watched the first episode of Thundercats on Hulu and it was terrible. That's Poku. <laughs> Hopefully he improves just like the show did. I love uh, that. <laughs> that. That is God tier. That is awesome. By Matt. Um, well all right, Justin Taylor hey. went with cat dog for Poku. Mm-hmm. What are you going with? I'd be lying if I said I didn't consider cat dog. <laughs> My <laughs> man, me and Justin are just not. like. Cat dog. I did not choose cat dog. cat dog. What I chose instead was Goof Troop. Goof Troop. Was I think I remember Goof Troop. Currently Goofy. Googling Goof Troop. Goofy and his son Max. Yes. Goofy's his yeah. dad. His son Max was like a teenager, right? And he yeah, had like there's, there's the Goofy movie, which is I a, a spinoff of Goof Troop. That was yeah, right. But I watched that series before. So when the Goofy movie came out, I knew it. Okay. Yes. I'm with with so you. There's, a, there's a handful of reasons. One, watching Poku play basketball oftentimes is goofy. <laughs> goofy is first and foremost a slapstick character, and there are a lot of moments of Poku's short basketball career thus far that fit that bill. Mm-hmm. However, as we saw through Goof Troop, he's also a confident, loving single dad, and I think we see flashes of Poku Poku's have a child somewhere? A, love, a, a Serbian love child. Um, no, that's not what I'm. That's not what I'm getting at. What we've seen is we've seen moments. While he has he has his comedic, shacked in a fool moments. He also he's had his good moments. The behind the back passes, the flashy plays in the bubble. Hopefully, we can see more of that. Also, Goof Troop only lasted two seasons. And there's a potential that Poku also. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was really, there. really I'm kidding. good. I'm not going there. But Goof Troop did really only last two seasons. Yeah. No, that's. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, I'm gonna throw one out here for you guys. It's not a show, but uh, a character from a show. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. Poku is Yamcha from Dragon Ball Z. Irrational confidence with no reason to have it. That is Yamcha really talked so much shit in Dragon Ball Z and he was like so weak and could never do anything. Um, but hopefully Poku has a glow up kind of like a, I don't know, like a Vegeta or something. Like and not so much. Yeah. But yeah. I like it. Yep. I like it. All right. Well, let's move on. So we've given two grades now. Ugh. We are done with the Rooks. Let's go on to the second one. A second year guy. Uh, stuff. Darius Baisley. Justin, you're up. You Sounds are giving like Darius Baisley a midterm grade based off of a cartoon. What do you got? Okay. Um, well, 
we have talked often about Baisley's roller coaster of a season. That's what I was trying to claim. I like, think I can't find one. I think that that he he also shows us moments of um of, of very high potential, but oftentimes I think it, we've seen his emotions get the best of him. He he gets in his head a little bit, and for that reason, my pick is Courage the Cowardly Dog. I like it. Please tell me y'all watched Courage. Oh, I, I did. Yes. And I didn't really Courage. Like it much. Okay, I tried What was the wife's <laughs> name? Um, Eustace and Muriel. Muriel. Yeah. Yep. Eustace and Muriel. So Courage, yep. he's he's out in the middle middle of nowhere. He's he's a scaredy dog, but he has to constantly put up with these horrific situations. And though he often finds himself screaming in terror, like we've seen Basley do a few times, um, oftentimes he finds a way to save the day. And I think again, we've seen moments where Basley looks like he shows really high flashes of potential. And then we see oftentimes where he's in a closet crying and screaming to himself, but on the middle of an NBA floor. Mm-hmm. That's Fair. a good one. I like that. Taylor, what did you give for Darius Baisley? Did you come up with one? I don't really have one yet. I'm like, what I'm happens literally when you cram, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I I have some for like for the others. Mm-hmm, for Baisley, mm-hmm. it's really tough because I just kept thinking about the roller coaster. Um, we've seen his lows of lows this season. We've seen his highest of, not, I don't want to say highest of highs because obviously we, we don't know what his season is. Uh, or his season, goodness, his his ceiling is. Um, but with all that being said, I'm, I'm really struggling to kind of find that right now. Um, Jacob, it's a bit, it's you're a talking of- about like individual characters. I, I I've been going off like um, actual shows, but if we're going off like individual characters. I'm going to use this actual show and series moving forward. But we're talking like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> we're going Gohan, right? Like the guy who has the untapped potential. Doesn't really know what he has like, until he's go, pressured. Gohan, like pre-sell Gohan. That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, like, cries a lot. Gohan. I'm Can't not talking really about Dragon much. Ball Super. No, 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 no. We're, we're Piccolo, talking like Dragon Ball, yeah. Dragon Ball Z Gohan. Piccolo's got to kick his ass every day to try to exactly. get him into shape. Like and it. Goku just like chilling over the corner like, yeah, so beat his butt. <laughs> like, I don't no, really care. He Goku needs it. Goku chilling the corner. <laughs> Goku like pawned his kid off to Piccolo. An Literally. A foreign planet. And said, hey, raise my child while I go die. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets like beat up by Cell. And Nothing he just chill on the corner like, eh, he'll be yeah, fine. And then, and then Gohan, yeah, comes through in the Cell saga and really goes off. So we just got to find really out. really nerdy. Anyways, is, we got to. That's who right. Is cell who is the Cell the exactly. that's going to get Baisley to go Super Saiyan 2 and save the Thunder? Now we're talking. I like now it. we're talking. I like it. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. <laughs> Sean said tailspin for Poku. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, That's Sean, notorious Poku it. fan. Next up, big Poku guy. Taylor, you get you get this one uh, yeah. first. We need to give a midterm grade to Hamadou Diallo. Ooh. What cartoon are you equating Hamadou Diallo to? Hamadou Diallo, super explosive. Okay, we haven't gone Cartoon Network yet. I'm going to, what is it? Codename Kid Next Door. Okay. Just young guys Never blowing stuff up, having a blast. Um, I'm going with that. You guys know? Okay. My little brother is Taylor's age, and he watches that's a lot of Codename Kids Next Door. Now we're talking. My man. Uh, <laughs> um, Teenage, Mint, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles so, is a good one. Yeah, so, well. so I'll go next because that was my pick for okay. Tommy. Nice. Was, uh, the old classic Ninja Turtles. Oh, good. Uh, the 1990s series. I like that. Uh, I actually still have that series. I'm looking around my my office right now. I don't <laughs> see it. I still have the uh, the party van that they rode around that it. That shoots pizza? Uh, no, this is the, the <sighs> complete series DVD case. Oh, very nice. Yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. I had one. Uh, Call of Duty Yolo is 100% like Raphael. Yeah, I was gonna say right? Raphael. He's just the <laughs> the crazy off the wall party dude. Not that homie's out partying, but he's on the court, just high pure, energy, pure aggression, high energy, nonstop. Right? Like Raphael always wanted to go out and fight people, and and you know he wasn't the methodical one. That was Donatello. You know he right. was the calm, collective leader like Leonardo. Um, he wasn't like the I'm just gonna chill and do whatever Michelangelo. He was the crazy Raphael. Right. But I think what I love about that comparison, though, right, is like at the very end of the series, like further on in the seasons, he learned to control that energy. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what Hamadou Diallo is doing there. this year. Yeah, I like it's much it. Much more controlled, much more poised. Yeah, and, and he's been a huge impact on the second unit. And Mark Dagnall is his splinter. Mm. Oh, very well done. Master splinter. Mm-hmm. All right, Justin, who do you have for Hamadou Diallo? What, what's his cartoon comp? For Hami, I went with another Nickelodeon classic, Rocket Power. Oh, oh my God. So good. Power. Rocket Power, high energy, just some kids like seeming like they're living the dream, just oh, the dude. peak of like extreme sports fandom. They're basically they assume they're on the West Coast. Exactly. Right? Rollerblading, living on the living on the pier. Exactly. I feel living like on the beach. I feel like when you have a nickname like Hami, like some of the other characters from the show, Otto and Squid Otto. and Raymundo Man. and Twister. Like I feel like you Hami right fits in. right in. Like Raymundo and Hami are hanging He's got out. Got the, the hair like uh, like Otto did. Yes. Justin, how it. like would you completely lose your mind if you saw like? Homie, do a celebration on the sidelines of the Thunder game where he just went, woogity, 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 woogity. <laughs> I love it. Yes. They so need to. They need to. Um, all right. My, my turn to bring back out the nostalgia factor. Do you remember the Rocket Power movie mm. where they went to New Zealand? No. I do. I don't remember. Snowboard and bike and skateboard and do everything. It's pretty no. awesome. Nice. When When did that come out? Do you know? I'm putting you on the spot now. No. Sean just said, "How is a how is Hami not Road Road Runner and Wiley? That's a good one as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, that is a good That's one. A good one as well. No, I do not remember when that movie came out because okay. I was like ten years old watching okay. Tube TV in the background. That means I was like five. <laughs> yeah, no, Rocket Power, such an underrated good one. one. So yeah, good I mean, underrated. I was like, I was so into skating and by skating i mean like inline skating <laughs> through my neighborhood back then okay. like all about it i'd pack my backpack full of juice boxes and fruit snacks and just oh like oh my god skate for hours. local skate park yeah <laughs> heck awesome. yeah i love it uh, i love awesome. it all right awesome. let's move on to our next player grade taylor your first step oh no taylor's not was taylor first up for this one or is justin i think it's my turn i think it's justin justin you get sorry, Matt Clarkson said Hami is animal from Muppet Baby. That's also good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Justin, you are next up. You get what I think might be the funnest one of the night. Yes. Against I think we're good. 
I think we're going to get some some weird answers on this one. Yep. Hey, those of you in the chat, keep sending them in. If you have uh, cartoon comps for Lugens Dort, <laughs> Sean said Popeye. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I almost it. put I almost put Popeye not for Dort, but for someone else. But then it didn't it didn't fit the '90s cartoon uh, mm. parameters that we gave ourselves. But I like it. I like the selection. Keep sending them in in the chat, Justin. What do you got? Okay. Um, so there was a, a very strange show made, uh, even stranger when I revisited it a few years ago on Netflix, I remember watching it as a kid. I remember thinking it was weird, um, was even weirder when I went back and watched it as a grown adult. <laughs> um, ah, real monsters. Yeah. That show's weird. So good though. I never really like, watched it. I know I'm what you're talking read- about. His hands, his eyes, and his Yes. Mm -hmm. So I I would like to read the synopsis from Wikipedia just for everybody (laughs) that's listening. Ready. The show focuses on three young monsters, Ickis, Oblina, and Crum, who attend a school for monsters under a city dump and learn to frighten humans. That right there is Lugenstort. Lugenstort frightens humans. Look around the NBA. You see Lugenstort on the roster across from you. You are terrified. This man lives in your nightmares, and that is why he is all real monsters. I love it. That's good. That's really good. Way better than mine. <laughs> Taylor, what'd you go with? So uh, I had like kind of two that I came up with. I mean, obviously you have Johnny Bravo, right? Mm. He's a dude that's like on the beach, yes. his muscles. I love that He's, one. Like all oiled up and like a uh, you know, oh, oil. organizing asshole. <laughs> exactly. Yes, that that is well. that that we know um, of. But very muscular, very handsome. He did Blue tell Lord. us he wanted to wear a medium-sized shirt. When we tried to send that shirt, he's like, oh, "I'm a medium." We're like, "Well, you're gonna rip through that." <laughs> he probably wanted to wear it to rip through it to show off to a girl. I love also that. fair. I hope so, so. There we go, Johnny Barba. However, the one that I ultimately came up with is kind of a boring one compared to Justin's. I went with SpongeBob. Because again, I'm five years younger than both of you old balls, but <laughs> SpongeBob was always good, but continues to impress. There, you, you like kind of knew what you kind of like, you know, we talked about with um Rugrats, right? Like, you knew what you were getting each episode. SpongeBob was that, but like every once in a while, they have an episode that really surprised you, and that was kind of like Lou Dort, uh, or it surprised you in a funny way, like you just started laughing hysterically. Um, you don't really think that SpongeBob had that in them, and they did. And that's kind of what Sponge was was SpongeBob. But Lou Dort has been this season, right? With his three-point shooting, um, his versatility. We've seen him put it on the floor, finish around the rim much better, um, and even find other teammates when he's creating for them. So that's why I uh I thought that SpongeBob was a good comparison here for Lou Dort. I like it. Funniest SpongeBob moment, Taylor. Ooh. I mean, rips his pants always comes to mind. That's I one. always think about that song. Um, the one when he like him, he's trying to impress Sandy. He does all the extreme stuff. Also a good one. Yeah, these are all just off the top of my head. I'd have just, to like do some research because I you have a funniest moment that's just like a flashbulb moment for you. The first thing I always think of is the episode with the inappropriate graffiti where they just make the dolphin noise every oh, time they yes. talk about the graffiti. I don't know they, why, but that cracks me up. Every time they cuss yes. with the dolphin noise. Oh my so gosh, good. it was so good. The one that and always... Him, like wrestling and... Yeah. Oh. The one that always jumps out to me is um, 
The one where Sandy gets back from Texas and they make fun of Texas. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that and, and the, the one that gets memed the most, uh, water. Like when he, he goes into SpongeBob goes into Sandy's bubble or whatever. Oh, right. And uh, he's trying to play cool. She's <laughs> like, I can't breathe. <laughs> I also, uh, the one that jumps to my mind is uh, the one where they're selling chocolate. Chocolate. Taylor hit that voice. Silver said uh, Larry the Lobster, and that's also a good one where he's trying to impress Larry the Lobster when they go to the beach. And uh, he has like the pumped up arms. Oh, yeah. The one where he goes to good Jr.'s. Yes. <laughs> yes. Weenie Hut Jr. is compared to uh, what is it? The, oh, what did you say? Remember. I stubbed my toe and I'll have you know I only cried for 15 minutes or something like that. <laughs> That's good. That's I love good. it. Uh, so, right. you know, there we go. Lou. The last player grade of the night, guys, um, our, our star pupil, the kid that sits on the front row, knows all the answers. The all-star snub. Twice Two times over. All-star snub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Taylor, you're first up. What cartoon are we grading Shay Gilgis Alexander? I alluded to it earlier, Jacob, and I had to reach out to you before the podcast to make sure this one was acceptable. It's not a cartoon. Don't you dare call this a cartoon, Jacob. Don't you dare call Shay anything other than an all-star or a superstar. She gauges is Dragon Ball Z. That is the comparison I have here because he continues to level up each and every season, just like we saw Goku, Vegeta, Gohan, Goten, Trunks, Future Trunks, all the above. So many others. So many other characters. He levels up always, and the show is always great, even if they don't level up or go, you know, another level of Super Saiyan in that episode. So I'm going super nerdy here, but I've got to say uh, Dragon Ball Z, and I just have flashbacks to me as a, like, a second, third grader running around in my living room after watching an episode <laughs> and just, like, pretending that I, like, could, uh, you know, uh, yeah. push energy. Remember and, when Hollywood Brown and yes, CD Lamb, they did the the – I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Um, Justin, what are you going with? Okay. Shay is the uh, undisputed um, star pupil of this uh, grouping. He's the best player on the Thunder. He is the leader. And so I'm going with not only the best 90s cartoon, Sorry if this is controversial, but the the namesake character and the best character from the show, Hey Arnold. Hey, oh, I, hey. I, I try to find a way to incorporate hair, Hey Arnold here because um, so Arnold sure is the best two man dynamic, you know. Right? Shay does not have a football shaped head, <laughs> but he is he is an ingenious leader who rallies the group around him, finds creative solutions, and. Shay and Hey Arnold, let's be honest, they're both fashion icons. Hey Arnold was always rocking they that, kilt, that is long good. sleeve shirt action. That's good. You got to respect it. So hear me out. Is, uh, is Shay looking for, is Shay a Gerald looking for his Arnold? And no, not looking for a white. <laughs> I see person. what you're talking about. <laughs> it took <laughs> me a second. Is looking for the main character in a series where he is like the one B mm. to the one A? I kind of like your comparison there, Justin. 
no, I, I, uh, I think the Hey Arnold one is good. Um, such like a good show. Uh, I'm that gonna, was great. I'm gonna throw mine out here, and this is Harry said, my man, he liked it, Justin. He I like it. it. Yes, this one's yes. A, a little bit cheating. Okay, so you okay. have to forgive me. Um, okay. I'm going with a '90s cartoon movie. All right. Nope. Shea Gilgis Alexander is 100% the Lion King. He is Simba. Uh, he was being raised by Chris Paul Mufasa, who moved on but lived up in the stars, right? Because he's a star. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. And Simba, That's really good. Simba had to struggle for a while and really find out who he was before he came back and claimed his kingdom. He's working on his roar. He's working on his roar. I just can't wait to be king, baby. He's going to learn a little Hakuna Matata. Mm, I'm not sure who his Timon and Pumbaa are. Oh, his right. It might be coming. One is Lou, and then we're yeah. That's right. His his Timon is uh, is Basley, right? Yes. One hundred. I love this. He he's got a he's working on his roar. He just can't wait to be king. (laughs) He's eventually going to come back. Beautiful. He's gonna kick Scar's ass. I'm not sure who Scar is yet, but he's gonna kick Scar's ass. I haven't worked on that part. It's obviously Kevin Durant. Okay, I like it. <laughs> he is going to claim his rightful spot on the throne, and he is going to uh, to live out and and make a wonderful kingdom. He's going to marry his Nala. I love it. That well, is a uh, that's the best one. Even well, though well, I think it broke the rules. Thank you. Thank you. I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. Thank you. <laughs> but Lion King, like the goat, the yeah. goat Disney movie. Yeah. Right. It's hard. It's hard to dispute. Absolutely. Yep. Agreed. I don't, I don't think you could, you can argue against it. I um, mean, we are going to get into the whole Pixar debate, but yes. Yes. Justin, going back down the nostalgia train for just a second mm-hmm. here. Yes, please. Your, your flashball, whenever someone says, Hey, do you remember? Hey, Arnold, what's the episode that comes to mind? <sighs> I don't know if there is an episode so much as it was always his room for me. Like what a dope room you push a button and a, was it the couch or the bed that, that popped awesome. out the couch? It was the bed. Yeah, I can't remember, but he had like the whole ceiling was just all glass. Right. That's what Dude, I remember is the glass. Bring, bring a lady and then back walking there. To school it's game over. Day, right. Like they walked to school. They had that open lot, like where yeah, they play sports and stuff. Yeah. You remember stoop kid? Oh, <laughs> afraid to leave a stoop. The contestant is about love to go and spend a week watching Hey Arnold. Yes, I, I love that. Who is Arnold's Helga who hates oh, it? Yes. He has a shrine in their closet. Like huge pigtails. <laughs> what a name, too. Helga. Helga Pataki. He <laughs> remembers his last name. Scarred into <laughs> his brain. Uh, who, was, who was the fat kid? Uh, Harold? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was a really fat kid whose stomach hung out. <laughs> has a football yes. head. He's got. He had the backward hat on. Yep. And then there was. Was it this the, Sid, the one with the real long nose and the backwards hat? They all. Did why they Sid? all hats? See, so, yeah, I don't remember that one. Uh, I have no. I have no idea. This is past the depth of my hair. Quick. <laughs> this is great podcasting. I know. Uh, it's worth it though. I was reading. I was reading up on hair. Oh, one hundred percent. Today, Taylor. Give me a uh, give me sharing privileges on the oh. stream real quick. <laughs> how do I do that? I don't know how I do that, but I want to do that. Uh... Mm-hmm. Well, I was reading up on how hey, you're on tab, application window. Yep. 
your entire screen. Uh oh. Well, we tried. All right, well, never mind. Just Google <laughs> Sid. Valiant <laughs> effort. Uh, 100%. He was, uh, he was a character. He was cool. I liked Sid. I'll buy that. Gerald. Sid, okay. Remember when Gerald had to do the, uh, the very low voice in um, the, the school musical? Yes. On, on Moonlight Bay? Yes. <laughs> can't believe you guys remember this. That's amazing. So good. All right. Well, we yeah. hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our grades and our trip down memory lane there. Uh, so, but it is time to move on, gentlemen. And we have to do what is quickly becoming my favorite segment of our podcast. We have to do the midway point of the tank meter. <laughs> And that means that the number one pick in the NBA draft goes to. All right, guys. We are halfway there. We're on a road trip. We're halfway to our destination. You take a peek down at the tank meter to see where it currently stands. Do you need to pull over and get gas? Is it still full? <laughs> we don't know. Justin, tell us. Remember, if the tank is all the way full, we are full on tank getting that number mm -hmm, pick. Mm -hmm. It's all the way empty. That means we are gunning for that playoff spot. Halfway through, where's the tank meter at? I think it's floating in between three-fourths and half a tank. No, you keep stealing my answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, unfortunately, that is not a good place to be if you're the Thunder. Called uh, the middle ground. It's called the middle ground, and that's where terrible franchises are. It's also called mediocrity. You're not in a great spot to get a high pick, and you're and not in a great not. spot to make a playoff run. Exactly. And that and and teams can spend a long time there. However, mm -hmm. the good news for the Thunder is they have lots of other things going for them going on. The the multiple other picks that they own not only this year but into the future makes that a little bit easier to swallow than if you're solely relying on your spot in the lottery odds. There's been a lot of talk about how the Thunder schedule gets easier coming up, but we've also talked a lot about it'll be interesting to see what the Thunder do. And I think if we start to see some moves get made, we're going to have a really good read on what the Thunder's intentions are for how the rest of the season plays out. Because what we've seen from the first half of the season is the roster is currently constructed is not good enough or bad enough, I guess, to secure a, you know, a, a top lottery pick on its own. It's going to need some help. Maybe Sam Presti makes a move to, to nudge that in a, in a certain direction in the coming weeks. That's fair. Pretty spot on, uh, pretty spot on to exactly what I had. Uh, and like you said, Justin, I'm just super intrigued to see what Sam is looking for in a return. Like, who does he end up shipping off? Because he's not going to just ship these guys off for nothing. Yep. Right. Especially how the season has gone. Um, I'm extremely interested to see does he trade Mike Muscala for, you know, whatever it may be, a, a young player return. Um, or a high second round pick or a yep. low first round pick. Does he trade? Is he able to trade Al Horford? That might be tough. I don't think he will be able to until this offseason. We'll does see. Oku does play 38 best. minutes a night? Yeah. Exactly. Does Al Horford How does the traded, coaching staff? Like every other game. Yeah. Yep. Right, right, right. Who does the coaching staff value moving forward? Um, just does a Jeff lot of interesting answers. To get minutes. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. No, absolutely. Yep. And then George Hill, I think obviously is the, the biggest one that probably uh, we the most coveted, which is, I think why he has not been playing prior to the all-star break. Um, even when he had his quote unquote injury, his surgery, I know it was a real thing. I'm just saying, you don't want to rush him back if you are trying to not try and trade him, but if there are other teams interested in acquiring him. So sure, um, right. I think that's when I'm going to be keeping Being the extra conservative. Time. And yep. at the end of the day, you know, I think trading off veterans at the deadline um, checks so many boxes, right? Sean brings up a really good point here. Not to interrupt you, Jacob, but um, he's, oh, sorry. Somebody just put one up. Uh, the Hill move doesn't necessarily move the needle, though, right? They haven't had him for five weeks. What yeah. would move that needle? It's a really good point. For sure. No, definitely. But by, by trading veterans, you acquire more assets, right? Check. That's one of the things they want to do. You get young guys more playing time and more experience and more opportunities to grow. Check. That's what they want to do. You by doing that and getting those young guys more experienced, they're going to lose to more veteran laden teams. So you're going to rack up more losses and better your own draft pick. Check. Um, it's like a win 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 scenario, you know. And and so it's hard for me sitting right now where you know around two and a half weeks. No, no, what one and a half weeks? I think one yeah. and a half. Weeks, I think one right? and a half weeks from the trade, the whatever, right? Is it March 25th? Actually, two and a half weeks. This is about, it's about two weeks. Two, two and a, yeah, it's two and a half weeks. <laughs> what great podcasting where we're just sitting here bumbling. <laughs> one week, it. one and a half week, maybe two weeks. Maybe two oh, and weeks. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Anyways, um, uh, leading up to this trade deadline. And again, the Thunder haven't played since Thursday. I don't think Sam Presti's just sitting on his ass playing Call of Duty. You know, I think he's probably working the phones. I think he's reaching out to other GMs. I think he's having conversations. Whoa, 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 whoa. Other GMs reach out to Sam Presti. Thank oh, you very much. There you go, yes. They have, they actually <laughs> probably have a, a, like a massive group text going on, I bet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, you Did you know, see in the Ulster game? He was perfect he's in the evaluating floor. the marketplace, right? Yep. And – I wouldn't be surprised. I, I don't know what's going to happen. It's not like we don't have, it's not like we do have inside sources. It's not like the Thunder are going to leak stuff, but I would not be surprised to see these vets get traded off. I would not be surprised to see some of these young guys that are a little bit older get traded off. I would not be surprised to see this team um, be once again, the, the team that makes the most moves. They made the most moves in the off season. I wouldn't be surprised to see them make the most moves at the trade deadline. Right. Uh, to get, there are very few sellers in this market. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it, yep. it just it's all setting up to be advantageous for Oklahoma City, and and I would assume they would take advantage of that. So, Agreed. what happens when that day comes and goes, and the Thunder made no trades? What's your reaction the next morning, Jacob? Um, a little bit of disappointment, I think. Right. Um, but then I start to become very interested in the off season. We, we will not know what Presti tells that coaching staff, but by watching what they do, we should be able to at least um, decipher a little bit. Uh, do we start seeing Al Horford uh, take two or three games off for rest every now and then? Do we start seeing them reduce Shea's minutes and rest him on back-to-backs? Uh, do we, like you said, Justin, do we see Poku start to get 38 minutes a game? Um, right. Do we see... Uh, you know, 
how, how do they start managing these things? And I think that will start to tell us a lot mm-hmm. as well, right? Yep. Because I think they're at this interesting intersection where you don't want to make your veterans mad uh, or or make them dissatisfied because I think to them the the perception of their their franchise across the league is incredibly important, right? It is incredibly important. We, you talk about the the interview that Al Horford gave to, was it Chris Mannix? Yep. Chris Mannix. Yep. Yeah. The Thunder pride themselves on that. They pride themselves on the fact that players come in and say, man, I knew this organization was top notch, but I didn't know it was like this. Like the Thunder, that's what they hang their hat on. Exactly you all don't want to go up to Horford and say, hey, sorry, sit on your ass and don't play, you know, yep. because that's so, going to change that perspective. So you draft a, balance, a Cunningham yeah. or a John Kaminga or a Green or whoever it is, you have them under, under control on that contract. You want them to feel that, right? You want exactly. them to be included in that. Well, and you want other vets around the league to, to feel that as well. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So if, if OKC has a, let's just use a, an extreme example, right? Shea <laughs> Gilders Alexander and Cade Cunningham core, and they're bringing in young guys. Stop you talking know, dirty like, to me. Right, 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 right. That's going to make some free agents, like Jacob said, around the or the, around the league want to come and join that core. And that's how you build a championship contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, not by thinking that you can attract Carl Anthony Towns or Devin Booker in free agency. Because that's not how that works. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, guys, let's uh Taylor is going to scroll through the chat here. We will grab some of the questions you guys have dropped in the chat and answer them. Neat questions before we take our trip around the association. Taylor, what do we got? Let's uh, let's do some scrolling. Okay, so Sean, I, I mentioned this one earlier, but we'll go ahead and throw this one up here while I continue to scroll. Um, the Hill move, as in George Hill, doesn't really move the needle though in his opinion, because the Thunder haven't had him for about five weeks now. So what would move that needle, right, to the point that they're essentially, I don't want to say tanking, um, but basically tanking. <laughs> Justin, what do you got? Um, you know, I, you mentioned Muscala earlier. I think that's a really interesting one because he's a he's a guy that's, that's sneaky for you, not in that, you know, he's out there – he doesn't feel like he's, you know, taking over games and winning them, but he has enough offensive production where he's contributing to helping the Thunder be in games that maybe they're not in without his three-point shooting. I think Muscala doesn't win you games, but he also doesn't make you lose games. Right. Right. I think that's, that, that's the best way I could think of to put it. Um, And I think he's solid enough that he could get, some sort of asset back in return. Not, yeah. not, you know, a top tier asset, but he's, he I is think a positive trade asset. I think you ship off Muscala and you sell Horford for, for pennies on the dollar. Uh, and you're there, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think you're definitely yep. there at that point. All right. So kind of, kind of on that point, Nate Sanders asked, um, should the Thunder use feature draft picks to trade up in the draft this, this draft or next draft, or should they wait until a disgruntled star comes along? to use those draft picks to trade them. Um, thinking of like a Carl Anthony Towns, essentially at this point, what do you guys think? Justin, I think we're probably on the same page on this one. Yep. I think so too. Uh, I, I'm yeah, trading you, up in the draft. Use all the draft picks to draft cat, right? <laughs> or draft to trade for cat. No, no <laughs> my I, jokes. I, you're you're trading. Yeah. You're right. trading up in the draft every time, right? <laughs> yep. And especially <laughs> when you look at, when you look at Sam Presti's track record, 
not saying that what he does moving forward is going to be exactly like what he's done, you know, the last decade in Oklahoma city, but those rookie deals, you have so much more control. Uh, you have an ability to build for a longer term as we've seen with, Hey, the most, one of the most recent superstars Oklahoma city acquired in Paul George, you sign him to a deal. It doesn't mean much. Mm -hmm. You don't see that happening with guys on rookie deals. And so I think you get a, you get a rookie, you lock them up on the max extension and you're looking at a, a long-term piece that you can build around control and, and for nine years to shape your roster and hopefully build a contender with. Hey, speaking of that, um, I heard this mentioned on, uh, another thunder pod. Um, uh, I, I guess I could say friend of the podcast. I don't know. He's never been on the podcast, but I really solid dude. And Andrew Schlecht. Uh, from from the Down to Dunk podcast brought this up, and I've been chewing on it for a little bit. I think it's a really good point. Uh, Sam Presti never lets his guys hit restricted free agency. Doesn't happen. Yeah. Yep. He either extends or he trades. Except for uh, Ennis Ganter, but yes. Yes, good point. That's the exception <laughs> to the rule, right? Yeah. Um, Hamidou Diallo is a restricted free agent uh, come three months from now. Super interesting. You know? And what does Hami get on the open market? And is the Thunder right. willing to, right. to do some haggling in – a an off season where a lot of teams are going to have cap space and we've seen all of the premier free agents get off the board right mm-hmm. there is no Giannis, there is no ad uh there i i forget who all was was out there but they they've all extended it's a pretty weak free agency class now yep and so does a team say hey we've got money we'll throw a 13 million dollar offer sheet at Hamadou Diallo Right by, well, well, by well, a team, you mean the Kings, right? Yeah, hell, the Knicks. <laughs> the Knicks. That's who, yes, bring them back home. Yeah, bring them back home. Wow, yeah. uh, those are the kind of teams that will be. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I don't think Cleveland necessarily has cap space, but I mean, I bet like Miami that. would love to get them in their system. Absolutely, you a know? high energy guy who's always in so, shape, always comes to work. Just a thought. Yep. Yep. Just a thought. So interesting. Yeah, very good. All right. Well, are you guys ready to uh, take a trip around the association? Yes. Let's do it. Beautiful. Before we do so, uh, Justin is going to tell you about who's paying the bills this week. Are you ready, Justin? I'm so ready. Okay. Well, ladies and gents, I'm here to tell you about Brooklinen. Everybody sleeps. Everybody sleeps a lot. If you're getting your eight hours a night, that's a third of your life that you spend in bed. And if you're like me, you do a lot more in bed than sleep. Working from home, I work from my bed a lot. I binge watch Scrubs. Uh, I play Pokemon. I spend a lot of time in bed. I do other things. <laughs> but no, there's lots of time that's spent in bed. And so you want your bed to be comfortable. And that is where Brooklinen comes in. Brooklinen makes premium sheets at a price it will not cost you an arm and a leg. Brooklinen was started by Rich and Vicky, who tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost a ton of money. And when they couldn't, because that's really hard, they just went ahead and started their own company, Brooklinen, as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work right with manufacturers to make luxury sheets available to you without the luxury prices. They've got a bunch of colors and patterns and materials. I just got some. They're literally right over my shoulder right now, and they are so incredibly comfortable. You get into bed, and it feels like you are being snuggled up 
uh, it's it's delightful. It makes you not ever want to get out of bed. Brooklyn it has over fifty thousand five star reviews, so it's not just me. Everybody loves these sheets, and they are so confident that you will. They even offer a three. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 165 day money back guarantee and brooklyn and has more than sheets they have comforters pillows towels loungewear and more so what are you waiting for go to brooklyn and use promo code uncontested to get 25 dollars off when you spend 100 dollars or more plus free shipping that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com enter promo code uncontested and get $25 off when you spend $100 or more plus free shipping. Brooklinen.com. Use promo code uncontested at checkout. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap this thing up by taking a quick trip around the association, or by around the association, I just mean down to Atlanta. <laughs> I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs>
All right, boys, the All-Star Game has finished up. Yes. A lot of news actually coming out today. Uh, we had the All-Star Game, the three-point contest, dunk contest, skills challenge. Skills challenge. Uh, Blake Griffin going to the Brooklyn Nets. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid being exposed to COVID-19. It's been a news dump of a day. Uh-huh. Let's start with the actual basketball part of it, though. Anything jump out to you f- about the All-Star Game or any of the competitions that went along with them? Three-point competition was awesome. Getting was to good. see Mike Conley and and uh, and Steph just go head-to-head and seeing Steph basically just prove why he is the best shooter of all time. That was Steph's fun. first round was unbelievable, but it, the second round, second coming round, down to the last shot was so good. Exactly. That was just stuff to a T, right? Under pressure, hitting the big-time shots. That was fun. Um, in terms of the game, yeah, it kind of felt like, I mean, seriously. It, it, that's the story of the All-Star game, though. Nobody wanted to be there. It didn't have to be played, and that's kind of how I Feel it about it. I mean, it had some fun moments. I, I mentioned is. this oh, on previous pods. I'm, a, I'm an all-star weekend stan. This game, though, <laughs> it was hard to defend, but it had some fun moments. The half-court shot back and forth with Damon Steph. Damon Steph. That yeah. was really fun. The Zion alley-oops. The Zion alley-oops. Those are always fun. Chris Paul getting his annual alley-oop in. Um, that was cool. Giannis, Zion, or sorry, uh, Giannis uh, going Steph, sixteen of sixteen. That was, that was fun. Cool. What Steph was, and um, uh, gosh, who was the other? Uh, CP three, both of the dunks, like yeah. you said, Justin. That alley oops, but um, you know, CP three and then Steph both both getting dunks there, pretty close back to back. Was 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 fun. I think the biggest that. reason the game was not fun is we can point a finger at our old pal Kevin Durant. Not a great GM. Not a good draft. Buddy. Not a, it. The yeah, honestly, though, stack up. when he drafted that team, which is like, it, it, it's it's not as good as Team LeBron. <laughs> no, not at all. And that and was shown on the that, court. Exactly. That played out. So it would have been way. It would have been so much more fun if it was a more equal team in terms of talent. And I know there was so much, you know, up in the air with COVID. We talked about Embiid. And Simmons not getting to play tonight. That makes sense. Um, obviously, you had, uh, you know, Booker being replaced by uh, Conley. And Booker was already replacing, who was it? Was Anthony Davis. I forget now. Yeah, yeah. AD. AD. Yep. KD's not playing. Um, so, it, it, there's just a lot up in the air this year. Um, yep. But for what, it, for what it was, for this for this season and all the you know uncertainties surrounding it, I think it was a fun all-star game. But guys, when you make the dunk contest great again, and that is like a huge seriously, Homie tried to do you it. You want to put that on a red hat? I know. Yes, <laughs> make the dunk contest no, great again. I'm gonna make it on a blue hat, and I'm gonna put a Homie Diallo like you know silhouette or whatever <laughs> like in the background, and um, you got Homie back there in the background doing his Superman dunk. Hummy tried. And as far as I know, last season he was not invited. This season yeah. he's had an injury. I don't know. We only had three dunkers this year. And I was excited about Cassie Stanley because that's like a totally – He got robbed. Like, Can we talk about He that? did. He got – right. Yes. Take, take I think the he had the best because I am with you. Agreed. And I think his – He could have done so much better. Him, the only negative is that he went first. Like he went first, he made it on his first try. I don't think the judges were ready for that. They were still settling in, and they yes, give him a agreed. 
Agreed. That was ridiculous. I think they need to overhaul the judges. Like, no disrespect to the the legends that they had up there, but could we get somebody that like knows what YouTube is? Maybe I feel like could be more qualified to judge this. Like, yeah, the level of dunking has changed, and I think judging these dunks needs a little bit a little bit different um, perspective. I also think this I had really high hopes for this dunk contest when it first started because all three guys made their first dunk on the first try. And I thought, when was the last time that happened? Yeah. Like that's what kills dunk contests. What the 15 tries. Yeah. Yeah. It's awful. And, and so I had high hopes, but then it, it went downhill, especially for Cassius Stanley after that. It was, it was not good for him. I I know this isn't this year's, um, all-star game that I'm talking about, but the, the, the infamous, Levine Aaron Gordon dunk contest. Yeah. Part of the reason that one is so iconic and is going to go down as one of the greatest um dunk contests that we've seen in, in 20 years is because they made their first dunks. Yep. You know, it didn't it's take different. Aaron Gordon five tries to do the like under the butt dunk. He got it on yeah, the first try. The mascot. You yeah, know, exactly. like, yep. and that's what made it so cool. So, Agreed. no, I'm totally with you. Um, all right, guys, we're about to get out of here, but I got to ask just. A very quick yes or no question. Does the acquisition of Blake Griffin push Brooklyn more towards the the title favorites? Yes or no? Yeah, it doesn't push them away from it. So yes. Okay. Taylor? No. I mean, he, he he's going to try and, and come out and be like, look, I was just pretending and in uh in, in detroit and you know he's gonna come out and, and try and do like a monster dunk and he's gonna shatter his knees and i'm an you fan right but let's be completely honest here like let's well, so the so biggest let's... the biggest issue is not what people are talking about it, it it's if he can stay healthy and i yeah. don't think he can and he's just not laterally quick anymore either but i don't think he can. um one more one more question on that topic then uh should the brooklyn nets just give me a yes or no should the brooklyn nets be the the title favorites as of right now, Justin. No, no, no and no. Okay, I like Lake it. Show. Yeah, they're gonna it's repeat. Hard, it's hard to not pick the Lakers. Beautiful. I love it. All right, well, guys, I think that will be all for us tonight. Unless you guys have any parting thoughts before we get out of here. I mean, Kamir has some great, great moments nope. in the chat. But... <laughs> we, saw... we might just address in the uh, the contested Slack. Favorite tweet of the night is that Luka Doncic looked disappointed that the Taco Bell skills challenge didn't have more to do with eating Taco Bell. I disagree. The tweet tonight was WOB. Worldwide WOB oh, yes. saying that the skills cha- or the slam dunk challenge or what, what was it? The skills. The skills. <laughs> Taylor's like, the tweet was the tweet I can't remember. <laughs> uh, okay, well, guys, thank defending. you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you were in the, in the chat and watching us live, shout out to you guys. We really appreciate you. We love interacting with you guys. You made the cartoon segment even better than I thought it would be. So thank you for that. If you're listening to this on the podcast version, hey, thanks for downloading. We appreciate you. We will be back with you guys uh, actually Tuesday night, even though there's not a Thunder game. We are going to be doing a locker room hangout. So come make sure you download the locker room app on your phone. Come join us Tuesday night as we'll be talking some basketball. And then Wednesday night after the Thunder take on the Dallas Mavericks, we'll be live in the locker room for the post game. And then immediately once we're done recording the post game, that will be in your podcast feeds as well. So make plans, come join us, hang out, have a good time, ask your questions. 
You guys have a great beginning of your week. Stay safe, stay healthy. If you're in Oklahoma, keep enjoying that sun because it's been beautiful out. We will talk to you guys here in about 48 hours. And until then, thunder up. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.